Series champions. Welcome to our first episode of Small Balls uh, Podcast. I'm joined here uh, with my partner Cam. My name is Colin. I'll be your host. And we're going to bring you everything Braves. Uh, Cam, uh, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, y'all. Um, Cam, I just think what a better time to uh, start this podcast and get things started right after a terrific season and off season that we have put together. Um, I'm excited for this. I think this is going to be something fun that we can do. Um, hopefully, y'all will enjoy the content that we're able to put out. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a crazy off season. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of new guys on the team. Uh, we lost uh, a key piece of our team, um, but we also added a new piece of the future um, and Matt Olson. And so we're gonna um, we're gonna break everything down as far as the the people that are gone from last year's World Series roster to. Um, to, to our team this year that's going to uh, contend for another World Series, hopefully, um, and uh, win the National League East. Yeah, that Freddie one's going to hurt us for a while. Um, I know Braves fans feel all kinds of ways about him leaving, um, but it is exciting that we were able to replace that piece, um, hopefully something more future-oriented, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for the team. Yeah, uh, not only did we lose Freddie, but we also lost uh, Solaire. Um, we're, we're all going to remember that home run that went out of the ballpark of uh, Houston Stadium. Uh, that was a that was a huge piece for us, um, along with Jock Peterson and his pearls. Uh, our outfield is going to be kind of rebuilt this year. Yeah, missing Jock, it's uh, kind of a emotional thing that we're going to miss. He came into the clubhouse whenever we were down at the All Star break. And he was really able to come into that clubhouse and bring life to it. Um, something that the Braves haven't had in a while. I think that we can both agree, like besides Acuna and that Albies, um, kind of swagger. He kind of brought something new to the Braves and uh, some excitement. So it kind of hurts to see him leave, but I think he played his part in what we need him for. I think we're going to have to make up some of those at-bats in the postseason, especially how well uh, Soler and uh, Jock came in for us. Yeah, and we, um, you know, going into that, yeah, we lost Rizar, or lost Solaire and um, we lost Jock, but we, we did bring back uh, NLCS MVP, Eddie Rosario, uh, a huge left-handed bat to our roster. I feel like he was a perfect fit for us in that trade with the Indians. Um, at the time, everybody thought that was just a side piece, uh, being injured, but when, man, when he came in, he was uh, huge for us in that, uh, that series against the Dodgers that we... We anticipate it's going to be a uh, a long rivalry now with uh, Freddie going to them and obviously us stealing Kenley. Uh, I know that shocked everyone as well. Um, so with that being said, uh, let's talk about our uh, our bullpen um, and the uh, moves we made to improve it this year. Uh, you know, starting I know last year this move was kind of forgotten about. Uh, we brought in uh, Kirby Yates to a two year deal. Um, he was one of the uh, best best relievers uh, in all of baseball in 2019, right? Yeah, and he struggled a lot recently, but you know that potential's still there, and we're buying him so low with such a high ceiling. Uh, even if he can have a few stretches like he was before, six to eight games, whether we need him down whenever our bullpen's not pitching well, um, it could be a huge piece for our bullpen. Yeah, people forget about that uh, 2019 year. He was an all-star, uh, you know, he, he was the best reliever in all of baseball. He finished uh, ninth in the Cy Young race that year. Uh, 41 saves, a 1.19 ERA, uh, which is insane. He was also good in 2018. Uh, he wasn't saving games for the Padres, but uh, he was a key bullpen piece. So if we can get anything from him uh, to go along with the night shift and uh, Kenley Jansen that we added, uh, that'd be a huge win for us. 
and I think his biggest concern really is just being healthy. Um, hopefully he took the time that he needed to get back to where he needed to be. I think that if he can stay healthy through the year, he has a way better chance of uh, being successful. Um, whether he goes through stretches of him being injured, I kind of worry about his durability. And if he'll be able to pick it up. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and we're going to be without him until at least uh, June. Uh, the Braves placed him on the 60-day IL. Uh, but hopefully when he comes back, it's a huge spark for our, uh, our bullpen that you know is already loaded and some consider the best bullpen in all of baseball, um, maybe the best bullpen of all time. Um, you could certainly make that argument. Um, you know, Going along with Kirby, um, we had a Colin McHugh, uh, another two-year deal, um, $10 million with a player option for the third year. I think he's going to be a huge addition to eat innings in our bullpen. And uh, yeah, I'm certainly happy to have him uh, a Tampa Bay product, um, and we all know how Tampa Bay develops their prospects and uh, their pitchers, and it seems like anybody that plays for Tampa Bay uh, ends up being a, uh, a a great asset to your organization. So I'm certain, I'm, I'm super happy, super happy we got him. Also has a great name, um, Colin, uh, that goes along with mine, and it's spelled right with two L's. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that Colin McHugh will be a great piece to come bring in. Uh, one thing that I do love about some of these additions that we're bringing in, like Olsen himself, uh, Colin McHugh is a Georgia guy, and uh, some of these guys that we brought in all claim that they want to be here in Atlanta. Even Kenley Jansen was, he said that whenever he was having the offer between LA and Atlanta that he kind of preferred to be in Atlanta, and this was a place he wanted to be. And same goes with uh, Colin McHugh. He's a Georgia kid, born and raised, and uh, he said it was always one of his dreams as a kid, you know, being able to come back to Atlanta and play as a... Uh, a key piece. Yeah, we uh, we love getting these Georgia boys. Um, it seems like every contract they've made, um, they've had uh, every single person attributed 1% of their salary to the Atlanta Braves Foundation, which is super awesome. Um, super awesome to see. Uh, yeah, our bullpen our bullpen's going to be a strong point this year. Uh, you know, we have Will Smith still returning, uh, Tyler Matzik, our uh, postseason hero, uh, AJ Mentor, uh, Luke Jackson. Uh, you know, and then to add on, uh, Kirby Yates halfway through the point, Colin McHugh, who's like we said, is going to eat innings, uh, and then we have Tyler Thornburg, who we brought in on a one-year deal. Um, he's kind of a wild card this year. He was really good in 2016, 2017, uh, battled injuries in 2018, coming off Tommy John surgery. Um, but you know, if, if he's if he can be anything of a of a good piece to our bullpen, that'd certainly be a win. Um, you know, like I, like I said, I think he's one of a, a wild card for our, our bullpen, and uh, I think he, I think he could be a good piece. Uh, him and Jacob Webb, uh, Sean Newcomb, those guys could certainly battle out for a position, um, at least an important position in our bullpen. Yeah, and you know, it's a long season. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of people go through their struggles, and we're gonna have a lot of people hit their strides. But hopefully, with the amount of pieces that we have, that we're all able to, you know, put together a pretty productive season out there. I mean, as we see it last year, Minter ended up being a key playoff piece, and we'd send him down halfway through the year whenever he was really struggling. So I think it's important, you know, for these Braves fans not to lose your cool too much if some Kenley comes in and he struggles off the bat or Kirby Yates kind of has to work his way in. Uh, these guys are going to hit their strides. Even Luke Jackson and Matzik, of course, went through their struggles last year. It's it's hard to go a whole year. You see very few pitchers, you know, go a whole year. Even Hader, who's the best closer in baseball last year, gave up a save to Freddie in that uh, playoff game. 
Yeah, um, I think uh, bullpen is definitely one of those uh, one of those roles that uh, you definitely see some ups and downs. Will Smith, we all used to have a panic attack when he'd come in in the ninth inning. Uh, he always seemed to load the bases, give up a run in a three-run situation and, and scare us a little bit, but he always figured out uh, how to get the job done. Uh, same with, you know, Matzik. Matzik had the yips a couple years ago and was out of baseball entirely, and we brought him in, and look at him now. He's one of the top lefty relievers in all of baseball. Uh, same with Mentor. Uh, we thought he was going to be our closer of the future. Uh, definitely had his struggles. Luke Jackson, everybody, I remember a couple years ago when he made the, the roster, everybody was like, why is this guy on our roster? Um, and he comes in, and that slider, man, that's filthy. Uh, he's a strikeout pitcher. Um, and, you know, adding... The pieces that we've added with uh, McHugh, um, Kirby Yates halfway through the year. And uh, this brings us to our biggest signing of the offseason. Um, you know, obviously Matt Olson was a huge extension, but uh, it wasn't a free agent signing. But Kenley Jansen, I think that shocked everyone. Um, that was something that nobody was expecting. And uh, we, gave him, we gave him some money, but it was one of those AA one-year deals that he's so, uh, so known for. Exactly, and that was even better to get him get him away from the Dodgers. There, uh, something to get in return almost from Freddie. You know, build that rivalry between between us that we've had. He's a great great piece out there. He did have his struggles last year, but as a whole, I would still consider him one of the more uh, elite. But what are we signing to? Sixteen sixteen million one year. Yeah, um, and he was projected to get two years, twenty six million. Uh, but for for an old reliever, um, he's he stayed relatively healthy, but. Um, to get him for one year, $16 million, he'll, uh, I think it was awesome how uh, Alex reached out to Will Smith before uh, before bringing him on and asked if he was okay with giving up that closer duty, and Will Smith's response was, I just want to win another World Series. Um, and that just speaks of the culture that the Braves have. Uh, they really they really care about their players, and um, I think Kenley's going to be a huge addition, bringing in a righty out of the bullpen. Uh, we have that trio of lefties with... Uh, you know, Will Smith, Mentor, and Matzik. Uh, so bringing in a righty, uh, you know, hard thrower, ground ball pitcher, it's going to be a great addition to our bullpen. And another thing that's funny about our bullpen is, you know, throughout the, throughout the whole Braves season last year, you always had that guy who you, you didn't trust. And at the end of the season, they all kind of came together and you kind of felt good about all of them. I remember times whenever, in the beginning of the year, whenever people were wondering why we are putting in Luke Jackson and, and Will Smith, here we go again, yep. you know, every time. And then you take a look at the end of the year achievements and how well they did throughout the whole season, and they really put together a great team. Uh, like you were saying with the uh, AA uh, bringing Will Smith into the uh, conversation about Kenley Jansen, I think that's something we can look at Snicker too. And as much as we've all had our doubts and hates for Snicker, and you know, I think that he's really built a great uh, atmosphere in that clubhouse, and I think that it's uh, something a lot of teams don't have. Yeah, uh, I I absolutely agree. I think we have a uh, a great culture. Whether it's um, whether it's Heredia coming in with his uh, chopping swords or um, Ozuna, yeah, he's back uh, with his selfies last year, um, around in first base, which um, we all saw went viral. Um, but yeah, we we built a great culture here. Um, we got a we got a locker room players want to play in. Uh, Snickers certainly a players coach that everybody wants to play for. He's been in the Braves organization forever. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, we also added a couple minor league uh, or a couple minor league deals with uh, bringing back Darren O'Day and Brad Brock, who were uh, great pieces for our bullpen. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, um, O'Day uh, he has that weird delivery uh, that could be tough to hit. 
Um, and Brad Brock, he's been a, a reliable reliever in the MLB for a long time. So I think both of those guys, along with Sean Newcomb, Jacob Webb, Thornburg, I think uh, I think they could certainly um, carve out a role in our bullpen. Um, you know, we have the, uh, I guess we, we call it the Luke Jackson uh, sixth inning, the Mentor seventh inning, or Matzik seventh inning, one, one or the other, and, Matt and the other go in the eighth inning, and then we were bringing it to Will Smith. Well, Kenley knocks everybody down. Um, so we really have bullpen pieces to go from the fourth to the ninth inning. Um, which is super awesome, and it's also a great opportunity for us to give our bullpen guys some rest. Uh, in between, in between, we don't have to have them going back to back. So, I think uh, both of those minor league deals could end up playing a huge part in our bullpen. Yeah, and I think that a few of these veterans will be able to work out. You know, hopefully, if we can even get one or two, you know, of these minor league guys that we have, if we can get Newcomb to perform like we know he can in the bullpen. I'm um, him throwing, and then even if we could get O'Day and Brock, who have been so good in the league for so long. This is a long season. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of injuries. We're going to have a bunch of people who are going to be great. We're going to have a bunch of people who are going to be terrible. But as long as that we have that depth, and I think that we do have that this year to where we're going to be able to replace some guys if people are going to go down. You know, if we were to lose Will Smith or Jansen for a month or two, you know, I don't think that we're in a terrible place out there. So that's always nice to have. So, Kim, let me ask you something. We uh, Before the Kinley signing, we probably had, I'd say, a top five bullpen in all the MLB. Um, certainly looking at last year's postseason run, uh, like we alluded to earlier, you know, bullpens go up and down, but you could argue that we had the top bullpen before Kenley signing. Um, what were your thoughts on that, that one year deal that we gave Kenley? See, and that's one thing that I really think kind of won us the series, you know, it wasn't really our bats. It's in the postseason. You, if you have that great bullpen, you know, it really, we've seen teams all over, you know, usually one of the top two bullpens in the postseason wins it. It's what it comes down to. With your starter only pitching four or five innings, you got to have three, four guys that you can go out and get. As much as we'd all love to see you know, our, our bench get a little deeper and maybe get Solaire back in another piece, I think whenever it comes postseason time, hopefully we're able to make it there again, which I think we, we have a great chance of. I think that's whenever you really need your bullpen pieces and you need them to get hot. And uh, you know, The higher ceiling our bullpen has, I think the better chance we have for a World Series. So what you're saying is you like the Kenley Jansen one-year deal? Yeah, I think I think that it's uh, you know it's not necessarily to get to the playoffs role, but I think that it's more of a World Series, you know, and I think that's something that the Braves have not always went for, you know, it, it, all Atlanta sports like we know, you know, we're we're great at getting there, but never getting over until this last year, which is great, and we did it through our bullpen pieces, and I think that's something that AA learned, and I think that's something the Braves learned. I think that. If you build up that bullpen and you're able to pull your starter in four innings and rely on four or five guys, where last year we were feeling comfortable in the six, we said bring in Jackson, Matzik, Smith, and we were mentor, mentor. We, yeah, get 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 through six, and you know we feel pretty confident with the lead, and I think that's something that we're that we're trying to build off of, and I think it's something that uh, will really win us some postseason games. Yeah, I was certainly uh, skeptical about the Kenley signing at first, um, you know. Paying another reliever uh, when we already had a closer, we already had that lockdown uh, bullpen. Uh, you know, we need outfield help. We need outfield depth. Uh, you know, Alex Dickerson is slotted in as our opening day DH with Acuna out. Um, you know, a lot of people would have liked to see Solaire come in instead of Kenley. Uh, maybe that wasn't necessarily a need for us, but as came as you just alluded to, the bullpen played a huge part in our postseason run last year. And, um, you know, DOB, David O'Brien uh, of The Athletic, uh, tweeted right after the, um, 
I think it was the Matt Olson extension that we uh, only had twelve million to play with. Um, it might have been seven um, after the McHugh signing, but um, he he came out and said we only had a certain number to play with, and AA just trumped that number. And it sounds like Liberty Media is is ready to spend money and uh, try and try and repeat. So I'm all for the signing. I think it strengthens our bullpen. Um, I would have loved to bring back Solaire, but I know AA knows what he's doing. And um, if we can build off what won us the World Series last year, let's keep doing it. Let's keep grinding. Um, and, yeah, I think it was a, a good addition nonetheless. Yeah, and I think, like you said, trusting AA. I mean, you kind of have to at this point. He kind of put together a squad that won us the World Series, and I think we can all agree that he's definitely one of the best, if not the clear best, GM in baseball right now. He's able to make things happen. I love seeing the Mets and Phillies accounts claiming that the Braves are holding things over their head, whether it's the one-year Braves Foundation, how they all... We love seeing that, and then, um, you know, just really trusting it. It's nice to see Liberty Media putting money back into our, our team, and they were able to see how much money we brought in. I mean, the battery was a atmosphere like no baseball team has ever seen before. We had people lining Absolutely. up in the streets. It was... It was something special, and I think that this is the first time that Liberty Liberty Media kind of wasn't thinking the business aspect, and they're thinking, "Hey, like, you know, we can we can really do this thing, and we can really benefit from uh, being far in the postseason." Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were both at a World Series game, and uh, I know you went to the Battery for a few games. That World Series game we went to, you couldn't even like. You couldn't walk. You, everybody was standstill trying to get in the gates or getting into a bar. Um, it was it was nuts. It was a uh, it was a crazy crazy scene in Atlanta, um, and it's something we we can't wait to experience again. It was probably the highlight of my entire uh, Braves fandom. Actually, it absolutely was uh, the highlight of my Braves fandom. Um, but yeah, seeing seeing AA and Liberty Media willing to spend this kind of money. Um, it certainly puts us towards the top of um, top of major league spending teams. Um, we're not, you know, where the Dodgers are, or where the Yankees are, but we're we're building our way up there. And Liberty Media has the money, so it's great to see them, you know, reinvest into this club that, uh, you know, is really special. It's a special club. We got we got team friendly deals with Acuna and Albies, and uh, we really need to strike uh, and just continue staying hot. Um, so. I don't really want to, um, to to hone in too much on the bullpen because we feel like the bullpen is probably our strongest strongest part of our team. You know, we people say, and I, I'll say, our lineup is is fantastic. We have a top lineup in baseball as well, uh, bringing on Matt Olson. But um, I wanted to talk about some of the new um, new uh, free agent signings uh, that we brought in, um, starting with Manny Pena, um, our backup catcher this year. Uh, you know, I think that's a great addition. We signed him to a two-year deal. We all saw how the Tyler Flowers uh, tandem uh, worked for us. Uh, we had the best tandem and or backup tandem um, of catcher in all of baseball, um, and that was super awesome. And uh, last year we we struggled with that. We had Jeff Mathis, uh, William Contreras, or Wilson, no, William Contreras, sorry, uh, and Stephen Vogt. No, we didn't have a backup catcher last year. Um, so it's super awesome to see us bring in Manny Pena, who uh, he hit 13 homers in 75 games, bringing that pop off the bench, and also able to give Darno a rest uh, is super big for us. Yeah, and Manny Pena might not be one of those guys that you see on uh, your everyday Braves fan really craving about. He's not going to be that sexy option, you know. He's going to bat probably a sub 220 average, you know. He's 
he's there to do his part. He's there to take some of the pressure off of Darno, like Flowers once was. You know, we we never loved having Flowers at the plate, but he was great <laughs> behind the or behind at bat. But we didn't really like him behind the plate. He's a good Sorry. framer. Other, good other, framer. Other way around. Other way around. No, he was a good framer. He, he just he his arm wasn't. It, he was slow. Um, but yeah, and his bat was you know he was a sub two thirty hitter. Uh, but he was he was better than the options we had last year with Jeff Mathis, Contreras, and Stephen Vogt. And this also gives Contreras some time to uh, to get every day at bats in Triple A, um, which we all could probably agree that he needs. Um, that's huge for his development after trading Shea Langoliers. Uh, Contreras is our catcher of the future as of now. Um, Darno and Pena are both old. They're uh, you know they're they're not going to be able to catch forever. So we need to we need Contreras to start getting every day at bats and. Uh, you know, that I think this that signing was um, a very underrated signing from AA. And us getting rid of Langleers, I think that just kind of proves how much we value Contreras. I think that, you know, we weren't going to give away him if we didn't believe in what Contreras had. Um, obviously, we, we rushed him up. I think we, we brought him straight from double-A to the majors. We did. Me? I don't we even did. think he had a triple-A at bat before that. But I think that, like you said, I mean, he definitely showed signs whenever we first brought him up. He was batting 300 for the first two weeks. He was making big hits. I'm pretty sure he had a walk-off hit against the uh, Phillies or at least to bring it into extras. But he's doing his part. Um, he still has a lot to learn, obviously, behind the plate especially. He kind of struggles on defense. Uh, but I think that we believe in him, and I think he's uh, part of the future. And uh, i love to see him come up in the next few years. Yeah. Um, you know, another guy that we, uh, another guy we brought in that's <laughs> – is actually slated to uh, be on our uh, opening day lineup, Alex Dickerson. Uh, he's he's slated right now, um, at least on my lineup, I don't know about yours, Cam, to be our DH to start the year. Uh, we signed him to a one-year, $1 million deal. Um, I think it's a low-risk, high-reward, potentially. Um, you know, he's coming from the Giants, who uh, the Giants were the surprise team of baseball last year. They killed it. Uh, he played 111 games for them. Um, you know, he, he hit 13 homers, so he, he's got a little bit of pop. Um, I think he hit sub 240, um, so not great with the bat, but he's also he, he's a veteran. He's been in the uh, MLB for a while, and uh, I think that could be a low-risk, high-reward uh, kind of signing. Uh, and like I said, coming from the Giants, a surprise team of all of baseball, hopefully he learned a little bit from uh, Gabe Kapler last year, and um, I hope he, uh, he fits in well in our locker room and hopefully can bring a little bit of, uh, a, little bit of a spark from that DH role. Yeah, I think the biggest need and why we brought him in, you know, we need those lefty bats. Um, we're struggling besides Olsen and uh, Rosario kind of in our lineup with left-handed bats. I kind of see his role being, you know, that pinch hitter in late rolls. It's not ideal having him starting and your opening day roster. Um, I think we can all agree on that. But I think later on in the year he's going to deliver some big hits. I could definitely see him coming in in some late games and uh, coming in against some uh, great righty righty-lefty matchups, and I think that's uh, going to be his biggest role this year. Yeah, certainly, and he's going he's gonna to move to that bench position uh, once Acuna comes back, and um, you know maybe he can spell a uh, Ozuna or Rosario, um, especially Ozuna when we have a righty on the mound, um, and I think that'd be a big piece, especially with our bench, the way it's, the way it's slated to come out right now. It's, it's not the strongest of the benches we've had in the past. Um, but you know he could end up being like a Pablo Sandoval that we had last year, who always seemed to come in come in clutch. Um, so I think uh, I think it's a good signing. It's like I said, a low risk, high reward. We're only giving him one million. If we, if they decide to cut him, uh, it's not. We can cut our losses. It's not going to really kill us. 
Um, but a couple other guys we brought in um, this year on minor league deals, Brock Holt and Philip Gosselin. Gosselin's uh, back. Um, he was he was on our team. Um, shoot, it was a while ago. We called him Goose. That's where he got his nickname. Uh, and Snicker absolutely loves Gosselin. He could play anywhere. Uh, we've seen him play second. We've seen him say, play short, third, first, outfield. Great utility guy. Kind of replaces that Camargo uh, Camargo uh, position or role that he played last year, um, and I think he's going to be a good position or good a uh, good bench asset. Uh, I think he wins ultimately. I think he wins the bench position over uh, Brock Holt, um, but we'll see uh, see how that plays out. Uh, it's certainly a, a battle to watch uh, the spring training. See, and that brings me to one point that I'm really worried about this season is, uh, you know, we've been very lucky having Dansby be Mr. Reliable at short. And same with Ozzy, really. I mean, Ozzy's had a few minor injuries out for a week here or there, but if one of them were to go down, our infield depth is not very good right now. Um, having him, you know, we kind of have Goslin and Orlando Arcia to kind of take in the role from that, you know, and... Uh, Having more depth in those infielder positions, it's hard to get that. And, uh, you know, hopefully he can just put together a few good at-bats for us throughout the year and uh, play his part. Yeah, and uh, we brought Arcia back. Um, we brought him back on a two-year deal, $3 million. Uh, another one of those low-risk, high-reward. Uh, Arcia was a um, he was a, a name slotted in the Brewers lineup every single day for a few years. And people forget he's only 27 years old. So he, he certainly is uh, He's not, you know... He's not past his prime by any means. Um, granted, he's not a great hitter. Uh, he's a reliable fielder, um, but uh, he could play multiple positions. He's played short. He's played second. Um, he's played some outfield. Uh, I know he played some center field for the Brewers. Um, but yeah, a guy you bring in on a um, you know a small contract. He's making what 1.5 million a year. Um, you know, hopefully that uh, you know we don't have any injuries where he needs to play every day. Uh, but he was an everyday player at one point, so that's great to have on the bench. And, uh, yeah, we hope he can uh, he can c- contribute to the team this year. Yeah, agreed. I, I don't think that he's going to be one of those guys you're going to see uh, very very much in the beginning of the season just because of how how great our starting infield is. You know, putting Riley, who's been great at third base, Dansby, Albies, and Olsen, I mean, that's about as good as he gets in the infield offensively and defensively. Uh, but I think that he will find his role. Uh, I think that, you know, having those guys in uh, who can come in and step in for some, some you know, guys need the rest, and he's going to be able to step into a lot of positions and help us out there. I think my biggest fear with uh, bringing Arcia back is how much it seemed like Snit loved Arcia last year. Uh, he pitch hit Arcia all the time. Um, and when he'd come up, I'm like, okay, it's an automatic out for the most part, um, which is certainly nothing you want to see. So... Um, hopefully, uh, we can, we can improve our bench. Um, as of right now, uh, we're slated with, uh, you know, we got Pena, um, Heredia, we brought back on a one-year deal, um, Arcia, and then either Gonsolin or Brock Holt, whoever wins that battle. Um, but our bench is certainly weak. Hopefully we can find somebody, uh, once teams have to make their roster cuts, we can find a hidden gem like Sandoval, um, who would be great for our team. But, um, yeah, I really... Really, uh, I like the Arcia or bringing back Arcia, but I just want Snit to uh, Snit to play play the right move and uh, not not overuse him as a pinch hitter because he's certainly not a not a great hitter. 
And like we've seen, you know, Snit loves to hold on to these guys. He he finds his guys, and he loves to continue to use them over and over and over. And you find yourself hitting yourself in the head, thinking, "Oh God, here we go again." Yep. You know, but like you said on Pablo Sandoval, I think that if you know, hopefully we can find some gym whenever one of these uh, rosters get cut. You know, a veteran guy who can play his role in the clubhouse, and you know, in some big at bats. And I think that uh, just finding those big leaguers who have been there and done that before can really help our young guys. Um, on the field and off the field. Yeah, I uh, I absolutely agree. Um, I think uh, Arcia could be a good, big piece of our bench, and uh, I think we've talked a little bit too much about Orlando Arcia. Yeah. yeah uh, so, so we should probably move on. Um, we'll move on to the uh, the outfielder that we did bring back. Um, so we we lost Solaire, we lost Jock, uh, we lost. Uh, I would say so. Jock had the pearls. Solaire had the homer, and our er, and uh, Rosario had the uh, the. Probably the best postseason out of all of them. Actually, he did have the best postseason out of all of them um, with that NLCS performance that he that he performed. I have him slated to to hit uh, lead off for us this year. He's a guy who can get on base. He makes good contact. He's uh, I don't know if you can pull up the stats, but he's a he's a career you know two seventy hitter um, at least, and uh, he puts the ball in play. He's a lefty, um, and uh, I think a lefty bat is something that our lineup really had lacked. Um, but he, uh, I think that was a great signing for us. It was kind of a, uh, all the outfielders kind of, we, a lot of people wanted Conforto. Um, and he was, he, I think he, he's still available as, as of now. Uh, Ken, did you, uh, pull up Rosario's stats? What's his, uh, career line? Is he, uh, what's he, what's he at? Yeah, he, he bats a career 275, which is pretty competitive. Oh, that's, that's fan, yeah, and it's fantastic. And he, he'll hit for a little bit of power, as we saw in the NLCS. Most of them will be line drives. Um, he's got a funky swing a little bit, um, and in the outfield, he, he doesn't look super athletic, but he makes the plays. Um, I think we all had a panic attack, and, uh, I think the NLCS, when he went back and, uh, he snagged that ball, nobody thought he was going to catch, and he just grabbed it out of, out of nowhere. Um, so, our outfield's certainly something that's going to struggle defensively this year, um, but hopefully he can be a reliable piece of it, and, um, I think we did overpay, uh, MLB Trade Rumors had him projected to, uh, to land a two-year, $15 million deal, we gave him two years, 18 mil. Um, but at the same time, the uh, outfield market was pretty slim uh, when we were getting there. And uh, we really needed somebody that could play every day. And uh, I think it came down to Solera Rosario. And AA really wanted that left-handed bat in our lineup. I mean, it was kind of a must to get that left-handed bat. You know, we can't go through the season with two left-handed bats throughout the year. You know, mm -hmm. we got to have that extra one that we needed. As much as we'd love to have back Soler and as much as, you know, he was great for us in the postseason, Rosario was also there and, you know, he just makes more, he, ma he makes a way better fit this year for our lineup. Um, he is a very streaky hitter. Uh, we've seen that in the past too in Cleveland and for the Braves last year even. I mean, he went through that incredible hot streak in the playoffs like you mentioned. Uh, I think that he's one of those guys who's going to, you know, for a few weeks he's going to hit great and then for a few weeks... We're going to hate every time he comes up to the bat. Yeah. But he does have that power, you know, at any given time that he's going to be able to he's going to be able to hit one to the chop house. So, that's nice to see. Yeah, and another outfielder we brought back in Guillermo uh, Heredia, which is a uh, he's a fan favorite for guys that watch uh, the Braves on a on a nightly basis. Um, you know, not many people probably know this name. Um, but he was a huge clubhouse guy for us. Uh, you know, you saw him coming out with his pink and green sores, just chopping and, you know, 
just throwing around. Uh, he was just a huge energy guy. We brought him back one year, one million, another low risk. Um, I it wouldn't surprise me not to see him on our roster. You know, once the trade deadline hits, um, but at least to start the season, uh, he's a guy who can spell. Um, you know, Ozuna and out in the outfield and move Duvall over to the left, and Heredia can play center um, at some point. Um, so I think it's a good piece. Um, but I think at the end of the day, with who we brought in, the one biggest fear I have is our bench. If somebody goes down, our lineup could take a serious hit, don't you think? Yeah, like like I mentioned, the injuries before. You know, we don't have a lot of room for error there. You know, and I'm, you know, I'd hate to see any of these young guys go down. But we saw. What happened with Acuna last year, you know, a little bit halfway through the season, a little bit after, and uh, thank God we had AA to be able to, and the cap to be able to make those adjustments and get those uh, runs back. But yeah, especially in the infield, I mean, even in the outfield, starting rotation, we kind of struggle if one of our top top guys goes down. I think that should be a big worry for the Braves this year. Yeah, we're, I mean, our lineup starting day, especially, well, whenever you get Acuna back, it's going to look great. But take one of those guys out, and it looks a lot less appealing. Yeah, we don't have that bench this year. Um, we really we don't have we don't have room to plug and play. Yeah, we have Drew Waters sitting in AAA, who he had a great minor or great spring training to start. The Braves just optioned him to uh, AAA already, um, but he's he's in the waiting. Um, you know, he he came up soaring through AA and then hit a hit a hit a stride in AAA where he was really struggling. Him and Pache both. Uh, but I certainly think he's he could be a part of the future, um, and I hope that uh, I hope that he certainly gets a call um, if you know one of our outfielders were to go down. Um, but yeah, I think uh, hopefully when roster cuts happen, we can we can add another piece. Uh, who knows? We still got off season going on. We still have some free agents out there. Uh, AA he's always got something in his back pocket that can bring into uh, bring into our roster and make us a better uh, a better. A better team coming into the season. Yeah, and you know, I know you mentioned Conforto earlier, and I'd hate to be too greedy. And you know, I'm happy with the cap room that we've spent and uh, all the money we've spent this off season. But wouldn't it be great to have somebody like him oh, out man. there? I mean, that would elevate us to, you know, higher levels than we could think of right now. To be able to have that depth out there too, another left-handed bat. But like I said, I I don't expect. Anthopolis to make a move like that, I kind of expect one of those guys to get cut and kind of bring in a little bit more depth that way. Yeah, Conforto would be incredible. Uh, I mean, especially to start the year, uh, you could move Ozuna. Uh, you, Conforto could plug in. Uh, you could plug him in center, really. Um, and you know, we can we can move Ozuna to a DH. We all know he's not a great defensive outfielder. Um, I think Mark Bowman made a funny tweet today. He called him. He's not Marcel Ozuna, and he's not Marcel D. Or he's he's Marcel Ozuna. He's not Marcel Dzuna. Uh, he he's certainly not <laughs> uh, known for his defense. So if we could bring another outfielder in, that'd be awesome. Um, especially once roster cuts happen. Um, but uh, so we uh, we kind of we kind of went through the uh, the off season, who we lost, who we brought in, and we didn't talk about the big name. Uh, we didn't talk about the guy of the future, the guy who replaces uh, the Brave, Freddie Freeman, the uh, the Braves Hall of Famer potentially, the guy who's been our rock for the last ten years, uh, ten plus years. Uh, he went through the rebuild with us. We're certainly going to miss Freddie. Uh, we hate to see him go to the Dodgers. Um, you know, everybody's seen that on Twitter, and 
it's, it's kind of been a bad breakup, um, which is, you hate to see. I still love Freddy. Uh, I'm going to miss Freddy. Uh, you know, I'd like to say I hope he does well, but, you know, being on the Dodgers, I, you know, I, I hope we beat him uh, every single game. Um, and I hope he goes over five with five strikeouts every single time we play him. Um, but yeah, Matt Olson, Georgia guy. I'm so pumped about the addition. Um, you know, I can't wait to get a Matt Olson jersey. Um, you know, A talked about in an interview last night how the clubhouse was just kind of, it was, it, they were all shocked. You know, everybody thought Freddie was coming back. I thought Freddie was coming back. It just, we, uh, and ultimately it didn't happen. Uh, but A didn't sit around. Uh, you know, he made a splashy move. He brought in a elite first baseman. I don't think an, I don't think people realize how good Matt Olson is, um, and he's going to be a huge part of our lineup uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, signing him to an eight-year, one hundred sixty-eight million dollar extension, um, I think that was absolutely huge by A, and uh, he's going to be a huge piece of our lineup. Yeah, and I think we can both agree on you know without. Without Olsen, we would never let Freddie walk. You know, I right. think that was something that's always, at least on the offseason, you know, people kind of predicted if Freddie were to go that Olsen would be his replacement. And to be honest, it was kind of the only replacement that made sense for the Braves. You know, there's a lot of guys mentioned like Correa, and we had that cap room to really or go Rizzo. after or Rizzo after any of these top guys. But the only one that really made sense for the Braves was Olsen to be his replacement. And I think it just got to a point to where – uh, Anthopoulos was able to make the deal with Olsen and he was afraid to get left empty-handed and I think that a lot of reports that came out to where Freddie and his camp didn't necessarily play it the way that they thought it was going to go out and I think that uh, you know I'm happy to have him I think that having those Georgia guys you know happy to be there kids who grew up watching the Braves you can't love anything more than to see them come home and really have a passion for them have their families at the ballpark you know really just enjoying being home yeah it's great to um, you know uh, AA made a, a great point in his uh, interview uh, last night. If you haven't read it or if you haven't listened to it, The Athletic posted it today. Um, but he uh, he made a great point signing Olsen to that extension, that eight-year extension. Olsen is now he he's, has to fit into that clubhouse. You know, he's there. He's not he's not looking over his shoulder. Hey, I'm going to be a free agent in two years. Hey, I have to perform. I have to overperform these next two years. Uh, Olsen's going to be a great fit to this clubhouse, and I'm super pumped to have him. Um, you know, he even had a better war than Freddie last year. He's 27. He's entering his prime. Um, you know, he could be a top 10 player of all of base in all of baseball the next three years. Um, and I think uh, I think he's going to be a huge, huge addition to this lineup. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on the uh, what we gave up for Olson? I think uh, a lot of people were kind of blown back at the uh, package that the Athletics received. Um, we knew it was going to take a lot. Um, and, you know, a lot of us probably thought it was going to be less, uh, being Braves fans and, you know, following prospects up through the system, you know, you want to get the best package you can, um, together where you're not losing your core guys. Uh, but what are your thoughts on giving up, uh, Pache, um, and Langoliers, who a lot of us thought was the catcher of the future, who's been absolutely crushing it, climbing through the, the prospect ranks. Um, and then Ryan Cusack, our first round pick, uh, a couple or a year ago and, uh, also, Joey Estes, who was also a, a top prospect pitcher. Well, I mean, what we got to realize is to get a guy like Olsen, you know, we're not going to be able to trade Bryce Wilson for him. We're not going to be able to, you know, get rid of a Kyle Wright or somebody like that. We need somebody. We're going to have to give up pieces to get pieces. And uh, this was something that really needed to be done for the Braves. I think that uh, Pache, you know, as much as I want, to, I want him to do well, 
Uh, I'm not a huge believer in Pache. I, I don't see him as the future center fielder of the Braves as much as I would love to because I think he's a great kid and he really did have love for uh, the Braves. But I just didn't see him uh, panning out the way that a lot of people did. I mean, as we saw, his prospect rating would continue to go down, down, and down. And, you know, a year from now, after we hold on, and everybody always hated everybody always hated uh, Anthopolis for holding on to these prospects on trade deadlines. And everybody would lose, lose their shit on, you know, if Anthopolis is going to get rid of anybody to make our team better now and win now while we have Acuna in these deals. And that was just one of those deals that had to be done. I think that Lang Lears, you know, that hurts. I think I know you're really high on him. I was really high on him. I thought that he was a guy that we could see in the you know, next year or two really come up and make a, a big impact for the team. But like I said, you to get a guy like Olsen, uh, to get an all star first baseman, a gold glove first baseman, you gotta give up those pieces. And I will say I don't think that Anthopolis went into getting Olsen without thinking of an extension right whenever they got him. I think that definitely Played a big part, you know. Yeah, um, and then Ryan Cusick, um, I wasn't super high on him when we drafted him. Um, a, a lot of people viewed him as a bullpen piece, um, and you don't use a first-round pick on a bullpen piece. Um, in my opinion, he's a hard-throwing, uh, a hard-throwing pitcher. Um, he's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of speed. He's got some, some command issues, um, but yeah, I, uh, I certainly. You know, was a little skeptical of the trade at first, um, but as soon as we made that extension, uh, I think it's certainly a win for us. I think um, you get a guy for two years, yeah, this is our window, but you sign a guy to eight years, it kind of fits our window that we're in right now with Acuna and Albie signed long-term. Riley, uh, Swanson's a free agent next year, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, and uh, uh, Ken Rosenthal reported that we could potentially be players of Carlos Correa, which um, you know, I don't, I don't certainly believe, uh, but it also could be used as, um, as leverage with bringing back Swanson, who's an Atlanta kid who wants to play in Atlanta. Um, but that's also to say we all thought Freddie was coming back because he wanted to play in Atlanta and we all saw what happened with him and his camp and, um, the, uh, confusion going on there. But yeah, I, uh, I can't wait to get me a Matt Olson jersey and rock it for the next eight years. And, uh, don't forget, we also have that ninth year team option with him. Um, so he, he's going to be a brave for a long time and, uh, let's hope he continues to, uh, get better, better and better every year. Um, and, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Isn't it great where you can purchase a Jersey and you know, you, you know, you can have it for the next few years. And, uh, I think that extension really brought a lot of ease to Matt Olson. A lot of the pressure's off. And the Braves fans. And the Braves fans, you know, like he, even if he struggles early, he, we're, he's here to stay. So. Might as well accept him, open him, or open him with open arms, and uh, welcome him to the clubhouse because he's going to be our first baseman for the next few years. For sure, for sure. So um, yeah, we kind of uh, so we we kind of recapped everybody that uh, all, all our free agent additions, trade additions, uh, departures, what our bullpen's going to look like uh, with the additions of McHugh and Kenley Jansen. Um, and then the uh, Thornburg and minor league deals we made with Brad Brock and um, and O'Day, um, and then also you know the the new hitters we brought in, um, and uh, so so now we're let, let's talk about the uh, Braves opening day lineup. Uh, obviously, there's no Acuna. Um, he's probably not going to be coming in until May. May is what I'm hearing. Um, the beginning of May. Um, so 
here's the lineup I have right now, Cam. Um, I have Rosario leading off. Um, you know, this this is certainly up for debate, uh, and we don't know what Snit's going to do. But I like having Rosario up there, a contact guy. Um, I have him in right field right now, um, and Ozuna in left. So I have Olsen hitting second. We saw what Freddie or what Snit did with Freddie moving him to second last year, um, and Riley's emergence. I have Riley in, hitting third, um, and then I like Ozuna cleaning up. Ozuna's going to be an interesting piece this year. We don't know how the fans are going to treat him. Um, you know, I, as a Braves fan and as a uh, a competitive guy who just wants to win, um, obviously I care about uh, character. Uh, but uh, there's been some interviews. Ozuna certainly knows he's got a lot to prove, um, and you know he's got to win back this fan base. But um, I, with seeing him play in spring training, uh, I have him slotted at fourth, uh, cleanup hitting or playing left. Uh, he played left for us when he was playing previously, so uh, some people have him in right and Rosario in left. We'll see what happens. Uh, in the five hole, I have Albies. Uh, I like that Albies will, um, you know, you bring that switch hitting um, at bat where you you got the lineup turned around again. It's almost like another leadoff hitter. Um, then I have him followed by Darno uh, catching Duvall in center, which is another big question mark. Um, our, our whole outfield defense is a question mark, but uh, Duvall hitting uh, hitting eighth or no, sorry, seventh uh, and center, and then uh, Dansby hitting eighth, and uh, I have Dickerson hitting ninth. I certainly think Dansby could end up in that nine hole, um, kind of I guess bringing back the top of the lineup, and you kind of want a speed contact guy at the ninth hole. But I just think Dickerson's our our worst hitter in our lineup, so I have him in that nine hole right now as our DH, um, and who knows? Like we said. Roster cuts, cuts are going to be made. We could certainly have another DH um, on our on our team. You know, A has said he's he's open to trade still. He's open to free agent signings, so we could have another DH slotted in. But right now, that's what I got. Cam, what do you got? Yeah, just because that lefty bat of Alex Dickerson, I think that he can find himself a role on the opening day roster. Um, but for me, uh, right now, I would probably go with Albie Ozzy hitting uh, leadoff. He's kind of struggled in that leadoff role. You know, I think that having that switch hitting leadoff guy, if he can learn to kind of get some longer at bats and uh, really be effective on both sides of the plate, he could be really, really dangerous leadoff hitter. Um, second, I would want to go Matt Olson. Um, you know, you, just like we saw Freddie, like you mentioned in that two hole hitter, having a lethal two hole hitter is very, very undervalued. Um, followed by that, I would want Riley hitting. Um, that way we could go potentially lefty, righty, lefty. And that power that Riley has is unbelievable. Today in spring training, he had two homers himself, um, both deep, both deep. And then fourth, I would go with Azuna. Uh, that power, whenever he's hitting well, it's it's like nobody else in the league. I mean, he crushes the hell out of the baseball. Uh, fifth, I would love to see Rosario. You know, get those left-handed bats towards the top of the lineup, be able to go righty-lefty in those uh, big big positions. Uh, Six, you know, you got to put Duvall in there. Got to get him at bats. And then uh, you, after that, I think it's kind of a toss-up. I'm kind of kind of stuck between if we want Darno or Dansby hitting before each other. I think that that's something Snicker usually likes to hit his catcher up higher in the lineup. Um, so I'd probably go Darno followed by Dansby. And then, uh, like you said, Dickerson, he's our, he's our worst hitter by far, and I think it's clear-cut. 
So I think, you know, you want to get him the least amount of bats as we can uh, compared to the other because I think there's a huge drop-off if you're going from Dansby to Dickerson as a professional league hitter. They're, you're going to lose a lot going from that 8-9 to nine hole. Yeah, it's uh, it's so we we kind of flip flopped uh, Rosario and uh, Albies. Um, me, the re- my reasoning, I, I like the idea of having the speed and the switch hitting uh, leading off. I've just seen enough of Albies in that lead off role. It's just uh, he strikes out too much. He doesn't. He's not patient enough. Um, yeah, when he's on the base paths, he's quick. He's fast. He can steal bases. He's that natural lead off hitter. Uh, but we've tried him there several times, and it just it hasn't worked. Um, so for me, I'd start with Rosario, uh, as you alluded to with Snit liking to hit his catcher higher, I could see Darno hitting as high as fifth, um, because that's, I mean, he's a great hitter. He's, he's not bad at all. And it, it does get you, uh, that catcher spot cleaned up. Um, but, uh, yeah. And like you said, I, I don't, I personally don't see Snit hitting Dickerson ninth. Um, I just, I see him hitting Dansby ninth. Um, he's always had Dansby lower in the lineup. He's been, he's refused to put him in that top five lineup, um, which I personally don't agree with. I think Dansby would be a great number two hitter. Um, but right now we, like we both have Olsen at number two, but, um, but yeah, I think that's kind of how, uh, my prediction to play out, but you know, Snit also has a mind of his own and, uh, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, that's, um, so that's. I mean, like I said, it's a toss-up. It's still early. We've still got two more weeks until opening day. Um, so I, I, I'm excited about this year. Uh, I think we have a great chance to repeat. Uh, going back-to-back NLCS, um, you know, last year we finally overcame the uh, the Goliath of the Dodgers. Um, and, yeah, they just got better. They lost Seager, but they did bring back, uh, or they brought Freddie in uh, to replace that bat. Um so it'll be uh it'll be an interesting year. Um, I you know we'll we'll have a podcast coming up soon talking about the pitching rotation, and um, you know our what we what we what we're guessing the season predictions are going to look like. Uh, opening day, opening week. Um, obviously, there's a couple more dominoes to fall in free agency. Uh, the A's are still looking to trade two of their premier pitchers, um, and so we'll have a couple shakeups, but. Um, that's uh that that brings us to uh pr- pretty much the end of this podcast. Um, you know, I think um, we're, we're super happy to uh, bring some Braves news to you guys. Cam and I have been talking about it for a while. Um, you know, we're huge Braves fans. Um, I've been following them since I was little. I used to watch spring training games when I was five. Um, and you know, making uh making my parents you know miserable having to watch that on TV. Um, going through the ups and the downs, following the prospects, following the farm system. So it's good to finally get out here and uh, hopefully bring some content that you guys enjoy. Um, Cam, you want to add anything? No, like you mentioned, I'm just excited. I think that there's a lot for Braves fans to be excited about. Um, this is probably the best team that we're going to see in a while. Um, hopefully, you know, we can put things together and uh, compete for another one. Yeah, we did it all without Acuna last year. We bring uh, MVP back to the lineup and uh, a great outfielder, uh, nonetheless. So, um, you know, pitching, we we certainly have some question marks outside of the top three, uh, the top three strong, uh, strong, strong pitchers that we have, and we'll see what happens with that battle. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. We appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll bring more content to you soon.